I want you to think about the last time you saw a man cry. Now, the last time you saw a woman cry. How does your reaction, or evoked emotions, differ in these circumstances? Because, to be honest, when I see a man cry, I have a tendency to immediately get emotional as well. It's as if the severity and overall trauma of the situation is more validated or heightened, as opposed to when I see a woman cry. Which technically isn't fair, but like I said, it's a tendency I can't control. And maybe it's because personally, I've seen more women or girls cry in my lifetime. And side note, I currently live with two brothers and a dad. I'm Melissa Coltrell, and in this episode of Sorry for Your Loss, a podcast about grief, we'll be discussing grief and gender. In a study on gender differences in adjustment to bereavement, researchers Margaret Stroib, Wolfgang Stroib, and Hank Schutt wanted to measure the level of depression in grieving men. However, they observed that many grieving men didn't want to be interviewed in person. But they did agree to complete a questionnaire they received via mail. Results from the study showed that those who refused to be interviewed in person were more depressed than those who accepted to be interviewed in person. So essentially, the men who were most depressed didn't want to talk about it. The researchers concluded that this was due to social norms, which make it embarrassing for men to show strong emotions, such as crying, but not women. I encountered a comparable instance in my research process. In order to recruit participants for my research in this podcast, I posted a Facebook status calling for individuals who have experienced grief and are comfortable being interviewed about it. I got an outstanding number of willing participants, but all of them were female. And when the first male did reach out, he requested not to have his identity revealed. Luckily, after a few weeks, a couple of males did reach out to me. But the numbers were incomparable to the number of female interviewees I had lined up. And so I couldn't help but to question, in Western culture specifically, do men and women grieve differently? Or do they just express grief differently? Do social norms determine what the appropriate way to grieve is according to gender? There are many studies around grief and gender, yet many of them generate conflicting results. For instance, Some studies indicate that men experience higher levels of trauma and depression following grief, while other studies suggest that the opposite is true. One particular study, conducted by researchers Emma Penman, Lauren Breen, Lauren Hewitt, and Holly Priggerson, analyzes public attitudes towards grieving. The study concludes that men and women may grieve similarly, yet may exhibit different coping patterns. While many contemporary studies stress that everyone grieves differently, Many other studies seem to constrain grieving patterns to a series of stages or styles and allocate those grieving styles according to female and male identification. I think it's easy for us to assume that men and women do express grief differently, which is especially true due to common societal assumptions that are assigned to gender, males in particular. Suck it up and take it like a man. Boys don't cry. Be the man of the house. How many times have you heard these sayings? In fact, in Elizabeth Kubler-Ross's book on death and dying, she states that the words be strong are often declared to those in grief, yet men hear them more often than women. 
While interviewing those who have gone through grief, I asked what their thoughts were on grief and gender, and if they think men and women grieve differently. Here's what they had to say. I think that, well, men are definitely, in general, not on a micro level, but on a macro level, raised to be quote-unquote strong and not emotionally um, emotive, I guess. I don't know if that's a word, but, um, like, you know, even at my mom's funeral, like, I saw my uncles cry for the first time and, like, never again. You see a little boy tough up, you know, don't be a baby. Why are you acting like a girl? You know, girls are taught it's okay to express their emotions and boys are taught to bottle their emotions. It's not manly or masculine to be emotional or affectionate or to feel, you know, um, some sort of emotional pain. It's, it's feminine. I've been with my husband for 32 years. We've been married 29 next month. I've never seen him cry death of both parents he didn't cry um he just sort of shut down and I couldn't understand that you know I took it personally yeah I'm like I'm here like you don't trust me enough to bear your grief and show it and you know so yeah men and women grieve very differently I think it comes down to the individual themselves but if we're talking on maybe a larger scale stereotypically or just what our gender norms have fed us through society is that like girls tend to be more emotional and boys are told that showing emotion is weak and showing emotion is not strong Mm -hmm. and we have so much of these images being fed to us that we feel like we need to live up to these and we're not really living for ourselves or being true to like how we feel inside But even still, I think both genders, no matter what, whatever gender you are, it's not just male, female, it's everything, can definitely feel pressures of feeling vulnerable or feeling emotional or sad. Yeah, I would say that that for me, I didn't want to show emotion uh, in front of my my mom and my sister um, and didn't feel comfortable doing that for for a long period of time. I don't know if that had anything to do with gender. I think it did play into that sort of wanting to be a strong presence in front of my mom and sister. I think it's fair to say that the overall consensus was yes, men and women do grieve differently. And yes, societal assumptions do play a big part in this. Luckily, times are changing, and these ideologies are less prominent. But what concerns me is whether these lingering assumptions place constraints on one's grieving process. Do these assumptions compartmentalize grieving processes into healthy and unhealthy categories? Is there a right or wrong way to grieve, according to gender? I think that these questions are heavily defined and motivated by everyone else's reactions to one's grieving process, especially if it counters their expectations. My reaction to seeing a man cry versus seeing a woman cry is a prime example. In fact, In one study called The Attitudes of Men and Women Concerning Gender Differences in Grief, researchers Alexis Versal and Eugene McDowell conclude that Western and social cultural norms discourage bereaved people from displaying extreme grief reactions. There's a general cultural avoidance of the notion of death and dying, which is combined with masculine and feminine stereotypes that influence the expressions of grief. So, men and women may seek the outlet for grief that is the most socially acceptable according to their gender. In another study called Expectations About Grief and Evaluation of the Griever, Nancy Kubitz, 
Gordon Thornton, and Donald Robertson assessed college students' reactions to grieving peers. This was done by evaluating their interpersonal attractiveness to the griever, based on their level of intensity of grief. Low-intensity grief was described as feeling slightly sad and withdrawn, while high-intensity was feeling very sad, depressed, angry, and guilty. The results showed that males were rated more attractive if their grief was low-intensity, while females were rated more attractive if their grief was high-intensity. This rationalizes the constraints men may place on themselves when it comes to expressing grief. Positive psychologist Dr. Maria Serwa agrees that there's a certain cultural bias when it comes to grief and gender. Here's what she had to say. It, there has been a certain sort of gender bias toward allowing certain emotions to be seen and, and recognized and valued as normal. Um, you know, that still to this day, I think women feel more, do feel more comfortable, uh, adult women feel, do feel more comfortable talking about vulnerability, talking about sorrow, talking about depression than men. Is that changing? I, I do believe it is, but I think it's fair to say there is a kind of cultural bias here in America toward what's acceptable. Um, it's, that's not to say that men uh, don't want to share their stories. I think they're just more particular about who and, and when and how those stories of grieving are shared. Dr. Sirwa's statement can be applied to coping strategies as well. The general consensus among most studies is that men typically cope instrumentally through problem-solving and activity, while women typically cope intuitively through expressive thought and emotions. There is also evidence that men are more avoidant in coping with trauma than are women and are therefore more likely to engage in distracting behavior rather than heavy contemplation. Clinical physician and expert in positive psychology, Dr. Joseph Casper, explained to me that as a griever himself, he tends not to talk about his emotions and chooses to grieve alone. This seems quite ironic as he shared personal stories about his son's death and preceding grief and willingly agreed to be a part of this podcast. However, he explained to me that he takes a science approach and studies his emotions and grief while writing about his experience. So I guess you could say that Dr. Casper, as a male griever, exemplifies instrumental grieving or channeling energy into more active, adaptive strategies. Kenneth Doka and Terry Martin, authors of Grieving Beyond Gender, Understanding the Ways Men and Women Mourn, define and explain instrumental and intuitive grieving patterns in depth. However, they stress that the overall thesis of their book is that everyone grieves differently. These two patterns of grieving are described as two endpoints on a spectrum. Intuitive grieving, typically considered the more feminine and emotional way to grieve, is associated with a loss of energy and motivation in which strength is gained through sharing with others. Instrumental grieving, typically the more masculine way to grieve, involves channeling energy into activity or distraction rather than expressing through emotion. So as a griever, I would assume that creating this podcast and studying my grief is a valid example of instrumental grieving. Does this make me a masculine griever? Though Doka and Martin's thesis is drawn from multiple studies, assigning a certain grieving pattern to each gender automatically impacts our understanding and expectations of how women and men grieve. Sure, it's important to stress that Doka and Martin reassure that everyone grieves differently and that these patterns are not meant to be deterministic. 
But that doesn't mean that these theories will have no influence or impact on our perceptions of how a man is supposed to grieve and how a woman is supposed to grieve. For instance, in the ubiquitous Australian story, a woman claimed a dingo, or wild dog, attacked and murdered her baby. However, since she did not portray signs of affective or emotional grieving, unlike her husband, the media and press antagonized the woman, and she was at first convicted and charged with the child's murder. Ultimately, she was charged because her expression of grief didn't align with cultural expectations of how a woman, especially a mother, should express grief. Doka and Martin, as well as many other studies, address that there's a preconceived notion in society that working through grief is the healthy way to grieve. According to this notion, it's essential for one to confront grief and the reality of loss, and not doing so is unhealthy. So essentially, the quote-unquote female response to death is privileged. And more often than not, I think we default into privileging the female response to death, whether we realize it or not. How many times have you encouraged someone, or have been encouraged by someone, to let out emotions or not to keep things in? Though I personally believe that everyone grieves differently, I admit that the first thing I say when I know someone is going through a difficult time is, if you need someone to talk to, I'm here. So since women tend to be more expressive of their grief, is it valid to conclude that women grieve the healthy or correct way? In other words, would it be logical to assume that men, who are likely to be less expressive of their grief process, are not grieving properly? I asked Dr. Maria Sirwa what her thoughts were on this. I think that we really can't make that judgment. I think that there are, and I know plenty of women who are very, very private in their grief, um, just as there are men who are expressive in their grieving. And um, I think, you know, on, on the first day of my doctoral program, I'll never forget this. My um, professor, who was, he was assigned to be sort of, um, the person to help us integrate all of our learning throughout that first year. On the first day, one of the very first things he said to us was, there, were, there are a thousand ways to live a healthy life. In other words, you know, do your best to not be judgmental and hold black and white assumptions about what health can look like because it, it is various and varied and wondrous. And I think the same is true in grieving. There are a thousand ways to grieve healthfully. And um, some of us do it most healthfully in a very private fashion and some not. Um, and all of that is okay. And you can see that, Melissa, really clearly in a family system. This is one of the first things that I learned working in a family where a child was dying is that, you know, one sibling of either gender or gender identification would be a very still almost and quiet. Mm -hmm. And another sibling would be acting out very loudly and badly. And a third sibling would be, you know, crying and worried and anxious. And the parents would be, you know, exhibiting all sorts of range of behavior. And you could see it in a family that we, you know, that each of us has our own way through. And um, you can grieve healthfully privately and publicly, and you can grieve unhealthfully privately and publicly. Though masculine or instrumental patterns of grief differ from more conventional, feminine patterns of grief, Dr. Sirwa, as well as many other grief scholars, stress that one is not more effective than the other. But to be honest, I do sympathize with the male griever 
and this paradox they seem to be living in. Though they are expected to be strong and stern, they also run the risk of being criticized or judged for not portraying typical, more emotional grieving symptoms. Doka and Martin state that males may feel limited in their expression of grief, despite how they may be experiencing the loss internally due to societal constraints and expectations of the male role. This reminded me of a statement Daniela made during our chat. Like, I think it makes me sad that that men aren't brought up to, I guess, express themselves. When I, like, did the eulogy at my mom's funeral, I remember, like, I cried. It was hard not, like, I tried not to, and eventually, I like, I broke down. And maybe as a guy, maybe as a guy, I wouldn't have felt like I could do that, and it wouldn't be allowed. And that's so sad. When it comes to grief and gender, Dale Lund, editor of the book Men Coping with Grief, states that, We are becoming so narrow in our search for differences that we are ignoring much of what we all have in common. As other research suggests, there isn't a concrete answer to how or if men and women grieve differently, especially as it's becoming more socially acceptable to discuss grief openly, no matter the gender. And so, grief and gender seems to be a gray area. Sure, there are theories and studies, but those theories and studies typically come with the reassurance that everyone grieves differently. For someone who's experiencing grief, I think it's important to know that despite all these studies, theories, and vast amount of people who are probably telling you to let your emotions out or talk about it, what you are feeling and going through is personal and real. And you don't have to seek validation for how you express or suppress your grief. Everyone has their own way of coping and healing, and I think grievers should embrace that notion. Like Dr. Joe Casper explained to me, I think it's more important to look at endpoints and whether your coping strategy is leading you towards a state of content and happiness. However you choose to get there should be respected by everyone else. I'm Melissa Coltrero. Thank you for listening to this episode of Sorry for Your Loss, a podcast about grief.